everyone's scared of food when really we should just, it should just be another part of us, not something that takes up a lot of our time. You're listening to Detox Wellness, a place where we demystify all things health, nutrition, and fitness. I'm your host, Deanna Balberman, registered holistic nutritionist, and I'm here every week to discuss the good, the bad, and the downright ugly of the wellness industry. I hope you join me every week to get a little detox. Enjoy the show. All right, so this is the first episode I ever recorded from June of 2020 when I got my podcast equipment, and it turned out pretty well, so here it is. This is my interview, well, can't speak, with Jess Proctor. She's also a registered holistic nutritionist, and she has a science degree from University of Guelph. She's super into deep science and loves looking at digestion, gut-brain connection, fiber, the microbiome, pretty much anything to do with um, our gut, and she now works at a health food store in London, Ontario, so stay tuned for information specifically about digestion and things you can do to help. Enjoy. So can you tell everyone um, what got you into nutrition and specifically holistic nutrition, if you remember? Yeah, well, I think I grew up in a fairly holistic-minded family, um, so that was always a part of everything I did and then when I went into the sciences I completely got away from that um, and then when my both mental and physical health started declining later in university I kind of came back to the realization that I could completely mesh those two worlds and I could be both scientific and holistic um, and nutrition plays a huge role in everyone's lives so the importance of that kind of bombarded me at the end there so I decided to definitely go into holistic nutrition after that. Nice and your um, sciences what got you into science in the first place? Um, well when I was younger I was obsessed with animals I thought I was going to be a vet uh, then even in the first like three months of school I definitely knew I didn't want to be a vet <laughs> um, so then I switched into wildlife bio and conservation so because um, I've always been hugely um, passionate about the environment and our impact on it. So that was kind of my happy medium there. Um, and then from that, kind of by the end, I knew I didn't want to be a master's student in that specific topic. So I switched to nutrition. Nice. Did you have a break in between that you kind of thought about what to do or did you no. kind of look into it? No. <laughs> I jumped from one program to the next and then I jumped into nutrition right away. Um, everyone I talked to just said it was way harder to take a break. So everyone who took a break said like going back into school was way more difficult than they thought it was going to be. So I just completely jumped in, hoped for the best, trusted my instincts. Yeah. Were you applying then for CSNN while you were in school still, or it was like over the summer? That's okay. Let the dog live. <laughs> Dog's definitely going to be in the back. Um, I was... Yeah, applying for CSNN while I was still just finishing up in school, um, like the paperwork, but I didn't do the interview or anything until the summer before, so I was free from one school before I 
like physically applied to yeah. the next, which was good. I did get like a two month break, but we're working, so it wasn't a real break. <laughs> <laughs> But it was it was easy that way. I think I am glad that I did that. Just got it all out of the way. Now I'm finally free from school for a while, hopefully. Till I get another crazy idea in my head. Yeah. <laughs> Until the next course, that yeah. seems interesting. Until I'm like, oh, maybe I should do this. <laughs> I know. I think we're forever students. So I that's know. the thing. I think so, too. Oh, Even wow. masters. Sometimes I think to myself, I'm like, what if some cool prof comes along that's like, hey, want to get your masters in something? And I'd be like... Probably. <laughs> Probably would. Exactly. I could, I could I dabble. Could do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not even done school yet. And I'm like, what's next? <laughs> I feel like it is weird, though. Like, when you're in school for so long, you just can't think of quitting. Like, you can't think of doing anything else. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's weird. To me, it's like, what is life when you're not in school and working? Like, what is it like to just work? It's I know. It's so weird. It is weird. <laughs> it's weird for me even when I'm doing it. Oh, but I don't know. It's freeing, too. Like, I just feel like I feel lazy because I, in my free time, when I'm not working, you could just do whatever you wanted. Like, there's no homework to work on or projects or anything. So it's definitely freeing, but you have to work on that. Your mental. It's like a mental game. Being like, I'm not being lazy. I'm just living real life without school. <laughs> it's weird. Just like having a day off like people do. Yeah. Yeah. Really Me, Every day is something. Or I like being what. able to come home from work and then just chill and then go to sleep. It's perfectly fine. But it is weird. True. Even now. And it's been like how many months have I I've been out of school? Six now? Seven? More. Like eight? Wow. Finished last <laughs> August. Yikes. More than eight, I think. (laughs) Holy moly. I don't know. Every month is the same at this point. (laughs) To me, it's still March. I missed all of those months. It's all good. I'm drinking coffee. Let it it be. You probably can't hear it anyways. Um, So that was a good segue about work. Where are you working? Um, I'm working here in London at a health food store, Good Health Naturally, um, in Oak Ridge. So, loving that. Been doing that for, like, six months now. Mm-hmm. Must be. Yeah, five or six months. Started in January. So, what is, what month Yeah, it's is been it? six like, full months so, then. It's the end of June. It's, like, way too difficult for me. <laughs> <laughs> Time is non-existent. <laughs> That's what happens when you're not in school. People are like, what day is it? You're like, ah. So, I wanted to ask you, just what are common themes you see at Good Health Naturally? What do people often come in for? Is there like always something different or is it like standard people come in for very similar reasons all the time? Um, I think there's the odd time people come in for like some strange condition. I shouldn't say strange, but <laughs> like not, not like More they've been weird. diagnosed by a doctor by some non-common condition and they're like, what can I do for this? And then we get to dive in and see whether we can help them out but usually it's definitely trends so digestion um or even people come in thinking they want something and then it ends up leading to either stress or digestion both um and sleep so and iron deficiency Hmm. every day like almost every day all three of those things a lot of people are struggling with those three things. Um, but 
yeah, we don't do much for sports nutrition there. We just, I mean, I feel like I know a fair bit, but we just don't sell very many things for mm -hmm. sports nutrition there other than lots of protein. Yeah, um, you have creatine and BCAAs, but that's like a combo there. Yeah, that's just pretty basic stuff. So yeah. I would say definitely digestion, stress, and overall health. Like I feel like um, the community there around like the Good Health Naturally in Oak Ridge is very affluent when it comes to their health and wellness. So a lot of our customers compared to where I've worked to like where I've worked in the past, a lot of our customers are very well versed in their own health already. So um, it's more just how to get even better than that there. Um, whereas at other places I've worked, it's been very much basics. Um, so it's kind of cool to see even across mm. London, the different, you know, demographic, honestly, of people who come in. It's been really interesting. That is really cool, for it sure. Is. Yeah, it really got me the first, like, month of working there. It's really weird how different it was. So if you were at your old store where people didn't really understand too much about digestion, what would you generally talk to them about? Was there, like, a few things that you'd basically explain or...? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I didn't go as in-depth with them just because it was when you haven't been in this world and the health world for a long time. I mean, you don't want to be bombarded by a bunch of deep science, and that really is what my jam is. <laughs> um, so it was just more, you know, everyday simple changes, which is still a huge part of what I tell people now. But um, I think that it was more simple to the point um, easy to implement just because it was also depending on how much time people want to put into their you know health and wellness journey whether they're just starting out and they just want something simple or sometimes you get those people who just want to listen to you for an hour and take every suck every like drop out of the information that you're giving them so yeah um, it's a free, a free consultation. Yeah, practically. <laughs> practically, but that's why you hire holistic nutritionists, though. But, Shout out. Yeah. Well, it's true. And that's why you don't, like, you hire nutritionists and people who actually know what they're talking about and want to help because we're going to be happy to spend that time with you and individualize it. So definitely the best part of the job, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> So generally, like, basic things, would you do more lifestyle and diet? So, like, sitting down to eat, chewing your food, more fiber, more water, those types of things, or what? Um, at the last store, yes, mm -hmm. um, because we also had groceries, so it was easy to incorporate both. Um, at Good Health, naturally, I just find people are really into that. They just want, you know, a couple of supplements that are going to compound their health and wellness journey. And that's it. So we don't talk so much about that unless it's sleep. I definitely really go over sleeping habits and certain changes and things that people might not think about when it comes to like sleep and stress because we all don't give ourselves enough, enough uh, time to wind down and then we just think our body's going to shut off. <laughs> um, it's got a power switch, doesn't so it? So I feel like we definitely, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, we definitely spend more time talking about that when people come in for those issues. But other than that, not so much. Mm -hmm. So going back to digestion then, what, what are common things people come in for for digestion at the new place? Um, definitely heartburn for sure. 
bloating, um, constipation. Probably top three of those. So heartburn and bloating and constipation are everybody. Um, a lot of older folks come in for either constipation or diarrhea, the opposite. So we spend a lot of time, I do spend a lot of time explaining to them what's going on and how they can help it. Because um, I find the more people have digestive issues, the more they stray away from the things that are going to help them the most. So like fiber and water. When people have diarrhea, they're terrified of drinking water, when in reality you're getting more dehydrated the more you go. <laughs> um, so I feel like we spend a lot of time on that, but that's definitely the top three, which all kind of are from the same things. I mean, heartburn can be a lot of things, but bloating and constipation go hand in hand for sure. Most people have both. Um, so then we talk about the role of probiotics, how it should just be a helping role, not a main stage role. Um, but I totally am more of, you know, I'm crazy about the fiber. So we'd spend a lot of time talking about the different types of fiber and <laughs> how it helps and what helps with what. So that's my jam. I go on and on until they tell me to stop, honestly. <laughs> but if people, are, if people are like standing there listening, you can totally tell whether they are interested or whether they just want to, you know. Mm -hmm get up and go so yeah their eyes are glazing over like yeah. I don't care about insoluble fiber mist just tell yeah. me something <laughs> yeah but I find actually most people are really interested because if they've been dealing with some troubles especially digestive troubles depending on how severe they can literally run your whole life like if you have IBS or colitis or Crohn's or diverticulitis if you're older like that can be the difference between being able to go out shopping normally like a normal person and not being able to go out at all being terrified because you don't know where the next bathroom is and everything else so I feel like people do want to dive deep because it can disrupt your life quite a bit really yeah for sure I I know what you mean and like never mind the gut brain connection where they're like mm -hmm. if you're not doing well in your gut you're not going to have very good mental health so yeah you're worried about the bathroom but you're also having mental health issues because your gut's upset yeah and i find it's interesting because the studies that show like there's an equal amount of studies we didn't know what came before like the gut troubles causing the mental problems or the mental health issues causing the digestive issues and so we weren't sure like it was like a chicken or the egg situation and there's studies showing both ways so it's good to take care of both <laughs> and they play off of each other and even for people with IBS yoga has been shown to help more than say like a low FODMAP diet like it's crazy and that's something that people can do in 20 minutes so that's pretty interesting very interesting yeah so kind of pick one do you want to start on your brain or do you want to start on your gut and Overall, that's why we're holistic practitioners. Yeah. They look it's up all completely connected, which is amazing. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. Well, do you want to dive deep into fiber or probiotics for a sec? <laughs> since it's your favorite topic. Yeah, I mean, we can. Depends. Yeah, sure. Talk, talk to me about fiber. So, I mean, most people just think it's the thing that goes in your mouth and comes out your bum, um, which 
Part of it does. I like how you're laughing. <laughs> um, That's great. Come on. This is how we talk. It's the girl who posted about a worm on her Instagram. <laughs> oh, that's going to be a whole episode of pooing out um, a worm. Let's talk about poo lots. Yeah. So, um, and that is part of it. Like that's the insoluble fiber. So the fiber that kind of acts like a broom or a brush, just kind of scraping things through. That's a really bad analogy. No, I'm thinking about something scraping, but oh. um, you know, brushing a things rake through. is worse. <laughs> scrapes it out. Um, but then the most exciting and awesome fiber is definitely your soluble fiber. So it's the fiber that feeds your microbiome. It slows down your digestion. So you need a good amount of both. Um, but with just insoluble, you can be getting more loose stool or things like that. And that's when you know you need to add in more solubles. So it kind of absorbs water, which is why it's soluble. Um, and your microbes actually break it down and digest it and eat it. And that's what makes your microbiome healthy. So fiber who, that's insoluble doesn't actually do any of that. It just kind of passes through. It is really important, um, but not as important as soluble, I don't think. And soluble is actually what most people aren't even getting any of barely, especially now in the age of being scared of everything, <laughs> eating everything, because um, your main sources of soluble fiber are your fruits and your grains and your legumes, which are things that people are scared of. <laughs> mm -hmm. Whereas with veggies, you are getting amounts of soluble, but you're mostly getting insoluble with those. They're like the harder to digest, harder to chew type things. That's why we cook them first, so that, you know, they're easier to digest because they do have that fibrous, whatever, makeup. So mm -hmm. just sad to me when people have digestive issues and when you start talking about fiber, they get even more freaked out because they'll have a whatever, they'll bloat and they'll whatever, but that just means that you have to work on it more. The more you bloat from foods, the more you need to care for your gut, not be scared of food. So, but that's very difficult. And you usually do have to work with a practitioner to know what you're doing and when to implement things and what foods to introduce at the same time. And it's kind of crazy, but anyway. There's so many, <laughs> could go so many, things, so many things I could bring up here that you just touched on. Um, do you want to explain for anyone who doesn't know what a microbiome is? Yeah, yeah, so your microbiome, I mean, they're all over your body. They're outside your body too on your skin. Um, but when I said it just now, I meant the gut microbiome. Um, so there are trillions of microbes, half of which we don't even know and don't even have names for yet, which is insane to think about in the scientific world. Like that's why even people who are doing like those microbiome tests, it's awesome. But when you don't even know the names, like we don't even have the names of half of these microbes, um, you can't get really a full makeup and a full picture. Um, but they're pretty much the trillions of little gut bugs and the most important thing they do is they create short chain fatty acids and that those compounds are what heal your gut. They keep your gut lining strong. So if people have leaky gut or have heard of leaky gut, they're, they are actually the thing that heals the gut. So no external things. It's what your microbes in your gut produce that seal the lining back up. Um, they can prevent SIBO, prevent IBS, prevent everything. So they're pretty awesome. Um, and when you have 
an imbalance of them, that's dysbiosis. So imbalance of bacteria, good to bad. So it's the same thing as saying a candida overgrowth. That's just dysbiosis. It's all under that umbrella. Even SIBO is dysbiosis technically. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what they're doing in there. They're just their own little colony. Yeah, really. And there's you're more bacteria than you are human at the end of the day. So I was going to say that. You said it for me. Isn't that yeah. cool? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So we're just little critters running around. Yeah. And um, <laughs> like we first, it's called seeding. We, when we're born, we get, our gut gets seeded. Um, and by the time we're three, we have an adult sized microbiome. And Super cool. Yeah, it is really cool. So it shows the importance of, you know, how we, what we feed our kids and what we do. And honestly, from there, you can make major changes. They have shown that even just overnight, depending on the meals you eat, you can change your microbiome that quickly. They won't stay because you do need to eat like that consistently to change it in the right direction. Um, but you are like at three, you technically have what you have, but things could colonize. They could, you could diversify, but you also could make your microbiome healthier from that point or less healthy depending on your diet and lifestyle. So there's a lot still you can do even though at three you have the species you have. You can still make the right ones thrive and the wrong ones not thrive. Mm-hmm. So it's super important. Very important. And yeah, so stress and um, always being on antibiotics and always pounding anything that you want, food or um, any type of pharmaceuticals, trying to cure something, but you're really not getting to the root issue is just putting it under more um, under more stress and mm-hmm. killing yeah, like all the good guys. To give a picture, say you get a medium strength antibiotic for seven days, which some people get put on now because we're all getting a bit resistant to like the antibiotic that isn't as bad for our gut. I mean, they're all bad, but it's called antibiotic as in literally kills living things. Yeah. It's antibiotic. Um, but for a medium strength antibiotic that you take for seven days, that kills about 30% of your gut microbes. Wow. Yeah. And it can take up to two years for full recovery to show. Um, And in some cases, you would never recover that. So antibiotics are totally needed. That's not what I'm saying. Don't take Mm -hmm. them because you totally need them sometimes. Yep. Um, But also knowing how to properly recover. And technically, probiotics are not I mean, they, you are needed, they are needed so that you don't get the diarrhea and the aftershock effects of having antibiotics, but they don't actually help your own microbiome recover, which is pretty crazy. So the food you eat does and the exercise that you do does. So people, even, um, you'll find this interesting since it's up your alley, (laughs) but marathon runners have strains in them that no one else has. Hmm. Yeah. Because of oxidative, like Um, oxygen flow or why? Well, those microbes have been shown to like, I don't, I don't want to say eat because that's not the right thing, but like use up lactic acid. Hmm. Yeah. So cool. That's really interesting. Yeah. So they can go longer without having that lactic acid Acid. build up. Whoa. 
That's trippy. Mm -hmm. It's super cool. Also wonder if it's like from being outdoors so much because they're running for four hours at a time, right? Yeah. Like they're going through all different trails and stuff. Yeah. So picture all the good dirt yeah. bacteria they're getting or if it's from the exercise itself. I wonder what's... I honestly don't know whether we'll ever... That's just so many factors. Yeah. That's what you need to pinpoint. I know that we can kind of, but yeah. in just observational studies like that, it's hard to pinpoint the exact yeah. reason. But we just know that all those people that have like do long distance running mm -hmm. they all have that species or that strain sign me up i know it's really cool <laughs> do a marathon now <laughs> get my get guts some, going yeah diversify yeah. You, my see, guts that's, that's, that's the only <laughs> that's the only thing that you have to do to diversify your gut just start running marathons and yeah. you're all good <laughs> Let's uh, not let's not hype that up because everyone's gonna come I'm to you totally with an I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but I see marathon runners all the time at the gym, and like they can barely like touch their kneecap because their hamstrings oh, are so yeah. tight. It's so hard on your body. So your gut, your your gut might be doing all right, but then and your hamstrings are gonna snap. <laughs> I don't know whether it was specifically marathon runners, but it's like long distance runners, people yeah, yeah. who loved to jog and run. Yeah. So no, that's okay. I'm just joking. It's just, <laughs> I do like running, so I'm not, not harping on the runners. Yeah, I've actually great. just gotten into it, honestly, the last nice. couple months. I used to hate running, out. and now I'm like, dang, this is actually kind of nice. <laughs> yeah, right? It's yeah. really good for your mental health. And yeah. I've just been thinking, like, okay, you don't need to go out and try to time everything and, like, okay, 5K as fast as possible, 10K. Like, I'm just, because of the CrossFit world I, I've been in, I'm used to, like, everything's for time, everything's a race, like... Yeah. Or you could just go out and listen to a good playlist and have a nice jog. And it's mm -hmm. so such a different game than trying to beat it. And honestly, every time I do that with that intention, I am faster. It's mm -hmm. really interesting. That is cool. Like, I'll, I'll be five minutes faster listening to a slow playlist that I'm just, like, dancing around than, like, me trying to, oh, no, not a good, not, not a hype enough song. Next, next, next. Like, worrying about that. Then yeah. It's good. And I'm, I like to call myself a seasonal runner, so I like to run only when it's nice out. <laughs> so you have such beautiful tan all the time. Yeah, it actually is. Like, oh. my tan line's from running. It's like, you're only out there for an hour, but you're out in pure sun. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. That's I was good. wondering, like, do you think it's your breathing, too? Like, when you're racing That's and you're like, oh my yeah. god, like, I have to be at a certain time. And then yeah. when you're chilled out and having a good time, like, the oxygen's just flowing. Your muscles are... Like, better able to perform. For sure. You think that's part of it? Yeah. You think? Yeah, I'm probably breathing more into my diaphragm and yeah. letting it flow better, for sure, than stressing out about it. Yeah, that's a good point. I'll make sure I'm working on my breathing while I run next. <laughs> it actually makes a huge difference. It does. Like, even um, during this plank challenge thing, I did, like, Wim Hof breathing, mm -hmm. which I just learned because of that, like, that's, I heard, I heard it about him before the goop thing, but when I watched yeah. the goop lab episode with him, yeah. I was determined to, like, find out exactly how to do it, um, and then practice it, and I did, like, five to ten times longer than I could have ever even thought I would, and it wasn't even, like, I wasn't even burning. I don't know, it's so crazy. Breathing makes a huge difference. 100%. Gut, gut and breathing are like two <laughs> things that you're like, all We're right, skipping back. I'm in, yeah, I'm into that. I love that. No, that's good. I just, I love the whole, the whole breathing as medicine. And have you heard of the breathe, breathe your biome? No. I um. Oh, what's his name? I'll think of it. But it's a doctor, and he, his, kind of research has led him to 
also believing that we can gain diversity of our microbiome, internal microbiome, by the amount of different places and climates we are breathing in. So if you're in like a forest, different types of forests and different types, like everything has its own ecosystem. And that means that every outdoor space has its different ecosystem of microbes as well. So that's why he created like the hashtag breathe your biome. And it's really cool to see like if you type that hashtag into Instagram, first of all, you'll just see like crazy amount of gorgeous pictures and gorgeous videos but it's really cool that if that's which we don't know if that's right or not yet but it's being researched right now and in 10 or 20 years maybe we'll realize that that's also another perk of being outside and breathing deeply it's not just the calming and the mental it's also like you're diversifying your microbiome just by being out in different types of nature that's so cool which is insane See, I brought it back, and you had a connection there, right there. <laughs> I didn't even mean to. I'm Golden. just like, this, this is a good conversation, you know. Dream we're just, team. We're, yeah, we're winging it, but you know what? We always have good chats. I figured we might as well just throw it on record. Um, so going back to sleep, then, because you said that's another major one that you mm-hmm. see a lot. What uh, What are a few like lifestyle things that you have to talk to people about to turn off since there is no power button on our body yeah um I think that eating if you can for far enough from when you sleep like the ideal is three to four hours which tons of people don't hit because if your digestion is on while you're trying to sleep like that really actually keeps your body up without you having any idea because it's involuntary muscles in there so you don't even feel them moving um I find that's a big thing and obviously staring at screens even like the things you watch so if you have to if you want to watch a movie before bed don't watch like a crazy action movie with like tom cruise just like doing his crazy (laughs) run like you know he always does i never understood that (laughs) but you know like with all the explosions and killing and stuff like that like it gets your heart rate up and Mm -hmm. it freaks you out like it is stress on the body even if it's fun in the moment Um, and I love a good action film, but just staying away from that and even using blue block, like blue blocking glasses, if you are going to watch a movie before bed. So it's just simple switches, but ideally you'd give like an hour if you can, which I know a lot of people can't. So an ideal Mm -hmm. (laughs) is an hour before bed with, without technology and without the screens. Um, can't as in they don't want to or can't as Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it depends. Obviously, shift workers, it's yeah. a whole crazy thing. But other than that, yeah. yeah. Try, what do people say? Try replacing I don't want or I don't have time with I just don't care about it or I just yeah. don't want to. <laughs> I don't care enough about it. I mean, it does make sense when people, like, say a mom is trying to do a startup business and it's like, okay, well, this is when my kids are in bed, so sorry. Yeah. Then in that case, for sure, blue oh, light yeah. glasses. Like, there are there are for sure times that. But I know that I, there's, it's not a camp for me. It's a, well, today I just feel like watching Netflix, but yeah. I, I do feel a difference. It depends on how much it's impacting you too. Like for someone who's majorly, your sleep is being impacted, your whole life is being impacted because you're not sleeping. Like you maybe have to change the, I don't have time to the, I need to make time. Cause even if you are a single mom and you're struggling, we all need to take care of ourselves first. So if that's your main complaint to sleep, then just kind of love up on yourself and say, put your foot down mm-hmm. and give yourself more time to relax before sleeping. But 
even things that I found through like uni university when I was super stressed and not taking care of myself I would still even use like lavender essential oil and rub it on my hands and do like a deep mm. breath in my palms um and then just my hands obviously were kind of by my face while I was sleeping and I found even that was just a simple like whether it's five deep breaths and then with the lavender too mm-hmm. and which calms the the nervous system make a big difference but definitely the amount of time you spend chilling before bed like mm-hmm. actually without technology yeah so it's definitely the major thing um and the diet like the eating right before bed not yeah. really ideal i actually have a spooky story so i have i've noticed now that anytime i have sugar right before bed it is like night and day literally night and day that's funny. <laughs> It is night and day, the um, dreams I have. Oh, what's it called when you can't move and sleep paralysis? Oh, yeah. I get that when I eat sugar before bed. The other night, I honestly had two bites of a dessert, and I went to bed within the hour, probably, like, right away, like, 10, 20 minutes after. My sister was eating a snack, and I had a bite, and I had the weirdest dreams ever. Like, I was not being able to move and couldn't tell if I was awake. It was so weird. I and that's that. happened the last three times I've had sugar before bed. It's, it's nuts. I'm like, there's no way that can't be it. It's two bites, but it is. That is crazy. <laughs> Every time. Um, and I find journaling or reading before bed. Now I'm getting, I mean, I go in and out of meditation times in my life. Like I just can't be bothered. And then I'm really into it, but I usually do that in the morning. But at night I like, um, writing or reading because reading puts me to bed within I literally have to read two pages <laughs> it's really bad that's why I'm not very good at reading for school because that makes me so tired <laughs> um, but I'll read two pages and I'm out like a light even if yeah. I wasn't tired and I could have been up three hours watching Netflix like if I put my t- my Netflix on at 10 p.m. I'm up till 12 or 1 if at 10 p.m. I'm not that tired I read three pages I'm going to bed mm-hmm. same with um like you were saying, the lavender. I have a lavender spray with magnesium, and nice. it's so good. Mm-hmm. Bottom of your feet. Oh, oh, yeah. feel It's so cool, too. And cooling down is an important one before yeah, bed. Being sure. hot. You and your no-air-conditioning oh, apartment, man. I'm sure you're feeling that. Yeah. Sleep has not been great the last week or week and a half, I guess. But we're getting through yeah. it. I'm usually, like, I don't know. I'm one of those people that does put sleep before all else so Mm -hmm. this has been hard for me the last week I've been like so grumpy (laughs) maybe if you go to bed with like wet hair or something it'll cool you down it does help and like we point the fan right at us but you know I'd rather 30 degrees though and humid as heck hopefully this rain helped although it's sunny now it's exciting I know it is exciting I I just saw that that. yay but um yeah, anyway. <laughs> Anyways. Um, and also darkness. I mean, I yeah. didn't have blackout curtains. And the the difference is I don't have blackout curtains, but at least it's dark in my room now. But when it's not dark, my sleep is so different. Mm-hmm. And you think, oh, well, my sleep is off because of this and this. But if you just change it to a little bit darker, maybe a little bit cooler, mm-hmm. um, obviously quiet but you can't really help that if you have a screaming baby or anything for yeah. some people it's harder even certain pets certain <laughs> pets that are pestering you sometimes but, my dog uh, comes and cries at me while I'm sleeping <laughs> but I think um yeah the light thing and even noise because people I know people who can't sleep without the noise but technically like 
quiet and completely dark and cool is like your ideal sleeping condition. And honestly, in the city here, it's like impossible. Growing up on a in the country on a farm made me realize like when I moved here to London, it like disrupts my sleep so bad. We have pretty good blinds now, but they're still not great and you can definitely tell. Like we got blackout, but ooh, blackout. <laughs> but uh, you know, it does make a huge difference. Mm -hmm. Especially when you know what true darkness <laughs> Yeah. looks like I and mean, he doesn't look like anything yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like stars what do you mean i can see the stars uh, oh that's funny <laughs> i like that <laughs> we have so many moments like that here what's going on dad joke central <laughs> i know seriously dad i love this episode <laughs> um so when you go home then do you do you sleep better then for sure still oh yeah, yeah. definitely Crazy. when i go home to my parents place I sleep mm -hmm. like a log yeah because it's dead quiet and mm -hmm. like seriously so black you can't even if your eyes adjusted there's no light to see you can't see anything so especially on nights without like when the moon's behind the clouds or anything yeah so yeah sleep is the best when I'm there nice yeah I love sleep you're just making me want to go home now <laughs> yeah just go I was just thinking I slept pretty well at my cottage this weekend yeah it's so nice and I woke up, I was like, I'm not ready to get up yet. It was pretty comfy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, I think, like, how much time are you spending on you throughout the day, too, when you're not sleeping? Like, the people who don't sleep the, like, or sleep the worst, I feel, are the people who, like, and this doesn't count as, like, watching Netflix. Like, truly just chilling with yourself, seeing what's going on, whether there's any subconscious things or whatever. That's why journaling, like you said, comes in so handy can reflect on your day but it's definitely a huge thing too mm, stress will keep you up that's yeah for at sure. the end of the day like you have you for the rest of your life so better the end of the day literally no but you set me up <laughs> man no, we don't get serious around here for very long periods of time. No. It would be boring but, if we did. I don't like podcasts like that. Yeah, so deep. You just sit there and yeah. have to contemplate your whole life after. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> this is good. These are tangible things people can actually do and will do. Yeah. I never do the things that are too intense, that's for sure. No. And also, like, yeah, so, like taking care of yourself doesn't have to be an all-day affair. It can just be 10 minutes, whether that's brewing a yummy cup of coffee or tea in the morning and then just sitting without your phone for 10 minutes and Girl, just thinking. to the choir. Yeah. I love not checking my phone for 20 minutes in the morning. I know. Like, it's I the got best into thing ever. the worst thing where I would just be on my phone for like half an hour to 40 minutes in the morning, I swear, yeah. just doing nothing else. And I was like, what is happening here? <laughs> and it's such a precious difference. time in the yeah. morning, too. Yeah. That's when my brain is so creative Same. and I'm like ready to do things. And then I just compare myself to people on Instagram instead or like look at some crappy yeah. news article that I don't care. Um, so yeah. true. And then even point. just when you give yourself that little startup, even if it's just 10 minutes, you will totally notice the difference in not only your creativity, but just like your want to take care of yourself and have a good day. It, at least for me, like spending just that little bit of time chilling without any distractions mm -hmm. other than my animals <laughs> yeah. are always distractions. Yeah. Welcome ones though. Um, yeah, totally makes a huge difference. 
Yeah, I can't believe she's not crying in there. She's just chilling by herself. Oh, yeah. See, she's, she's taking alone time. She's taking she, care of herself. Oh, yeah. She is, like a boss. She, and she sleeps really well. She does. <laughs> she does, like a log. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Oh. oh, she's like, she's nine now. She oh. doesn't need. She just takes care of herself all the time. People are yeah. like, oh, doesn't she bark or doesn't she do anything? I'm like, she literally does nothing wrong. She's yeah. just like an angel. Dogs are perfect. They are. Uh, and her gut, she's pooping like on yeah. her egg because she's chill, you know? It's funny because <laughs> she's not stressed. I, yeah, I'm like super into like my pet's digestive movements as well. Yeah. It's also being, growing up with um, horse things, mm -hmm. um, horse owners are super into their horse's poop. <laughs> So I feel like that was also a thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now I just check my... It's important. It is important. Like, if your animal's not pooping for three days, yeah. that's not a good thing. That's definitely not a good thing. No. Or not eating. That's like, Those are big signs. Like, we want to live a long, happy life, too. Mm -hmm. And honestly, like, even growing up on a farm, having a bunch of farmers, like, we never did because we didn't really ever have, like, that crazy abundance of cats that some farms kind of yeah, get. Why do they all have 12 cats? Well, <laughs> oh, 12. Like, more like 40. I swear so. <laughs> They all True. feed them like the the crappy cat food, the cat yeah. food that's just like well, the no Well, because how else are you supposed to feed exactly, forty cats? Yeah. Exactly, but they all died of like liver failure mm -hmm. and all these terrible things. Yeah, um, their hair's all falling out and stuff. Yeah, it's really it's, sad. It's totally to do with that. Like mm -hmm. our pets are important too, and I mean, don't freaking break the bank, but yeah. at least change, switch it up to find something that works for them, because it's the yeah. same thing. You have to have money to commit to an animal, unfortunately, because oh, sure. all yeah. of a sudden they need a surgery that's $1,500. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, like, worth more than what you thought an animal would be, but yeah. hey. I'm not looking forward. That's the only thing about adopting, too. You have no idea what I you're know. in for. Like, with the cat, I'm like, we'll see. We'll see what happens when he gets and older. he's doing great, too. He's only three, though. I mean, he should be doing great. Yeah, let's hope so. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Check check their poo for worms so you don't get worms. <laughs> oh, I know. I don't sleep with him anymore. Like, he used to chill and sleep with me. He also just doesn't like sleeping with Josh now. <laughs> like, when I moved in with Josh, he stopped sleeping with me. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, He's jealous. Yeah, he is, actually, I think. Really? But, but um, I stopped sleeping with him because if your animals have worms... You got worms, people. <laughs> yeah. Hard truth. Hard truth. Hard truth. Hard truth. Oh. Your dog just licked its butt and then your face. So that's how it's but it all also, the time. which I did a post on that a while ago, is mm. the kids that are raised with the most pets and even kids that are raised in the country have the rock-solid microbiomes. Truth. I mean, unless other crazy things happen to them when they are babies, which we can't avoid, even me. Mm -hmm. Like, I got pumped full of antibiotics for the first, like, six months of my life I swear but um it builds your immune system and your microbiome like crazy having pets so mm -hmm. don't be scared of unless your baby's like teeny tiny don't be scared of your kid getting some slobber from the dog or cat because it's gonna make them stronger in, for the, long, sure. in the long end <laughs> long <Yeah>. run <laughs> thank you for that any final thoughts oh boy in general, lots. You know me. <laughs> tell, tell me at the meaning of life. No, don't. <laughs> we'll be here for another 27 minutes. Um, no, not really. Just, you know, what you put into your body is what you get out of it. So that's the most important thing. And feeding yourself 
properly a lot of the time and that not even properly but just feeding yourself what you want and being happy with the food you're eating does wonders so I think that's number one that's great that's it. that was good advice um I don't have a specific one question that you answer the po- end the podcast <laughs> with but let's think of something good I think maybe because I focus so much on vitamin D and sunshine and energy and things mm-hmm. that make you happy. Maybe what is one thing you do that you like to do daily that brings you the energy and sunshine vibes that uh, that uh, good good quality practices can bring. So something that makes you happy and energized every day. Um, totally, either making like a coffee or. A hot chocolate it's totally been like a cold chocolate lately yeah. <laughs> but going out on the balcony why do you have to laugh i was fine with it but um yeah making a yummy beverage yes. that i really enjoy that's not just like a healthy like green tea like no something delicious <laughs> Yes. And going out on my balcony and sitting out there and either reading a book or just relaxing because I get up early enough where there's not a bunch of traffic and looking at my plants that are growing so well and it makes me happy. Mm-hmm. But totally, that giving That's myself awesome. a little time to breathe in the morning. Mm-hmm. And you literally are getting vitamin D and sunshine, so yeah. I wasn't, wasn't off track with no, that. No, it, it's all, <laughs> all connected. It's all connected. It's all one, baby. Oh, Yes. All right. Well, thank you. That was fun. Yeah. See how she turns out and uh, catch you next time because I think this will be a a common thing. Oh, I hope so. (laughs) Bye.